Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Felix Stevenson. Psalm 11, for the director of music of David. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked, he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. I want to begin our time this morning with a story. And the story begins on Tuesday, January the 3rd, 1956. Jim Elliott and four other missionaries landed on a small strip of land in the jungles of Ecuador. Their hearts were set on reaching the Orca Indians with the good news of Jesus. The Orcas were a notoriously dangerous tribe. No one had reached them before. So when they landed, they built a hut and waited for the Orcas to come and find them. Three days later, they made contact. It seemed to be going well. Five days later, January the 8th, they were due to radio in back to base outside of the jungle at 4.30. But there was silence. When no message came, a plane was sent and then a rescue party. Four of their bodies were recovered, all lanced to death. The fifth was never found. It seems they were ambushed. Now, Jim Elliot, one of the five, had a wife called Elizabeth. Elizabeth had also at the time been in Ecuador, but hadn't made the trip to the Orcas. Now, if you were advising Elizabeth on what to do at that point, you probably would have told her to get out of the country, to flee, get away. But Elizabeth, like her husband, wanted to stay and tell people about Jesus. Some time later, Elizabeth would find herself only a trail away from the orcas who had killed her husband. You probably would have told her at that point to flee, get away. But Elizabeth, like her husband, wanted to stay and tell people about Jesus. Not only did she stay, but she would later intentionally evangelise the very people who had killed her husband. Now that is a remarkable story. It's a story of someone who, when faced with vicious opposition, did not run. In our psalm today, Psalm 11, David is faced with a similar dilemma. He is facing violent opposition. You might see in verse 2, these oppressors, they've got weapons, are ready to strike. The picture being portrayed is like that of an archer pulling the arrow back on the bow. And at any moment, an arrow will fly and hit its targets. The very foundations of society are at risk of being destroyed in verse 3. 
In other words, calamity is just around the corner. Dark, shadowy clouds are on the horizon. Remember, David is the king. He's, he's the number one target for the enemy, the prize scalp. He's the righteous one who upholds moral order. So what should he do? Well, the, uh, the psalm tells us those around him are very sim simply telling him to flee. Flee, run away, save yourself. At the moment, there are plenty of Christians around the world who are facing opposition not too dissimilar to this. Instead of bows and arrows, it's machine guns, bombs and drone attacks. Only a few days ago, a missionary school was attacked in Mozambique. Their opposition is, of course, very different to ours. However, we would be naive to think we don't face opposition here in some form. We may not have attackers brandishing machine guns, but we do have attackers brandishing, I don't know, lawsuits, perhaps, in the workplace against Christians who display Christian values. Friends, family, neighbours who ridicule us for our beliefs. Work colleagues who shoot arrows at us from their tongues. Words that seek to humiliate and undermine our foundations. The temptation is, of course, to flee. To live in a kind of Christian ghetto, only spending time with like-minded Christians around us. But King David, when facing his opposition, does nothing of the kind. What David does is really significant. It's as if those around him have had a torch, like this one here. I've got one here. And it's like they've got a torch and they've been shining the spotlight on the enemy, pointing out how bad they are, how dangerous they look. But what does David do? It's as if he takes the torch and instead of putting the spotlight on the enemy, he puts the spotlight on God. We don't have time to examine what he sees in detail, but let me list them to you. Number one, he sees God as his covenantal Lord. In other words, God will never stop being his God. Two, he sees God's holiness. Three, he sees God's sovereign control on his throne. Four, he sees God's knowledge of every single thing on this planet. Five, he sees God's love of good and hatred of the wicked and violent. Six, he sees God's perfect justice and perfect judgment to come. Seven, he sees God's perfect goodness. Now, when you hear a list like that, it's no wonder he takes refuge in God. When you hear that list, you'd be crazy to look anywhere else. It's no wonder he doesn't flee, right? If anyone should be fleeing, it should be the oppressors themselves. But of course, King David points us to the ultimate king, King Jesus. King Jesus faced the very worst opposition imaginable. King Jesus faced the prospect of experiencing God's judgment at the cross so that we don't have to. The ultimate display of love, of grace, of sacrifice. But King Jesus did not flee. When you think of that list in Psalm 11, King Jesus not only knew those qualities of God the Father, but he embodies them as God the Son. And that is who we follow as Christians. So as followers of Jesus, when we face opposition, when we face opposition today or in the days ahead, we can be confident that the very worst has and will be dealt with. 
There is nothing ultimately that we need to fear. And so when the oppressors come, which they will, let's get that torch out. This torch I've got in front of me here. Just get it out and shine the spotlight on God. Come back to Psalm 11. For only in the Lord can we truly take refuge. Elizabeth Elliot knew that as she returned to the Orca tribe. King David knew that as he penned the psalm. King Jesus knew that as he went to the cross. Will we know that today, tomorrow, and forevermore? Amen.